everybody, and welcome to the weekly Nintendo News Roundup Live, where each and every, typically anyway, each and every Friday night. Tonight's on a Thursday, uh, but usually on Friday nights at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, the All In Crew breaks down the week in Nintendo news. Uh, shout out to Super Nintendo who's here watching us live, who says the internet is ready, and by the internet I mean me. So we're ready. We're I, I appreciate that, Super Nintendo. <laughs> you are the internet. Yeah, a representative of the entire internet, speaking for the whole internet, Super Nintendo is ready for the weekly Nintendo News Roundup Live. And we are too, but before we get into the news, we have a very important matter of business to attend to, Eric. Incredibly important. There's a bunch of other people who are also ready for this week in Nintendo News Live, and those are our patrons. That's right. Patreon.com slash All In Podcast. Uh, huge thanks to the wonderful friends and supporters over there that throw us a few bones for our hard work. Uh, Shoutouts to Patrice Millette, who came in this week in the Golden Banana tier at the free trial. So there is a seven-day free trial to uh, to the Patreon. If you want to check it out for yourself, you can get into the Golden Banana tier for free for seven days and uh, just see a ton of exclusive content that we produce every single week over there, just like Patrice did. So welcome on in, Patrice. Uh, you know, we really appreciate you. Uh, but let's thank the rest of our Golden Banana Bunch. Rob Yapel, Third Strongest Mole, Sean, Sean O'Baggins, Ashton, Tim A, a.k.a. Neoprime33, a.k.a. Nintendo Dad Number 4, Matt, Shy Guy City Murray, Phelan Ward, Bill Tucker, Marcus O'Neill, Liam D, Bowza, Gamer Jason, Andrew Wilkins, Foolish Fuji, Alan, Hashtag Look to the Cookie, and now Patrice Millette. Big thanks to our golden banana bunch. Moving into our Triforce tier. We need to thank Josh Vaughn, the godfather of Tingle Love Tuesday. John, Dat Fast Cummins of the Retro Logic Podcast, as well as the On Topic Retro Podcast. The Globetrotting Jet Setting Nintendo Hub and Lego Lord of the Rings building Sparky of the <laughs> Nintendo Hub right here on YouTube. Adam Caparello of the Retro Groove Podcast. Shy Guy, the other half of our Shy Guy Mod Squad. Thank you, Shy Guy. Daniel Hinojosa, Dan and Luma, Solo Something, and the legend himself. Now that you say Lego, I absolutely need Lego to do a Nintendo collaboration with this man. Lego oh. Uncle Randy. Lego Uncle Randy. That's right. I would he would that would come complete with uh, a Pittsburgh Steelers set. Uh, Uncle Randy's <laughs> a massive Steelers fan, big Pens fan as well. Uh, sense, PA yeah. Sports in general, Uncle Randy's a big fan of. So well, I'm uh, sure he's, he's very <laughs> happy right now with the Phillies. Yeah, he probably is. I don't know. That's all a different language to me. But uh, big thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. You can also support the show by picking up some merch, bit.ly slash all in merch. We got shirts, we got a mug, we got stickers. Uh, so that's appreciated. And if you are watching us on YouTube, uh, like Super Nintendo is, uh, you can leave us a like, subscribe, comment, and all that good stuff. If you listen to us on audio feeds, rate the show. That is very appreciated. Drop us a five-star review. Uh, big thanks for everybody who does that. A free and easy way to support the show. Uh, but we have got some news to get into, my friend. Um, I think the the first thing to really tackle is probably that Indie Horror Showcase, right? Yeah, very quickly. Like, how's my connection? Do I sound okay? Seem fine to me. Cool. Your connection's actually kind of glitching out a little bit, so. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't me, too, so. Seems but, okay uh, cool. All right. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's 
Maybe it's the horror game set. A ghost in the machine. The ghost in the machine. But yes, we had uh, the uh, Dread XP Media Indie Exchange collaboration event, the nearly two-hour horror indie showcase today. And there were, I mean, yes, top-level thoughts. We do need to rein it back just a little bit, guys. That's... That's a little bit too much time to dedicate in the middle of a workday to to watching trailers and adverts for 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 indie games. As, as excited as I am as a lot for a lot of them, that was that that was a that was that was a big one. It's too long. Yeah, I mean, like it just is. It's too long. Um, they, you know, like the, the and the MIX, like the people who throw this on, yeah. um, their showcases are always kind of on the long side, and. So I mean, like, I don't know, just a little more curation, I think, for for me would be appreciated. Just you know, you could you could make it like a little, it, like half that length, maybe even like an hour <laughs> would be good, as opposed to two. So you know, but regardless, it, it did leave us with a few games to be incredibly excited about for the future, and uh, you know, obviously, as the uh, as the warning says, they did show off a little bit of blood, gore, and there was a little bit of profanity during this, so we're going to try not to show a lot of that, uh, but I mean, we are going to show these games off here. There's a few very interesting Nintendo Switch releases coming in the near future. One of them was, I think, the very first game they showed off with... I. Is it a thousand X resist? Is that how I guess. you say it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's my best yeah. shot at it. Yeah. So the trailer starts off with kind of these, this childlike drawing, uh, these childlike drawings of almost what appears to be a female Super Sentai group. <laughs> right. Uh, but then it goes into some weird anime cyberpunk dystopian psychological horror stuff there's a lot of obviously glitching and uh uh weird uh disturbing images overlaid you know how horror trailers are but ultimately like it does look super super interesting we didn't learn too much in terms of the actual gameplay but still the game looks like it's presented very well looks like it's achieving its vision uh, pretty well and ultimately it left me very interested to play more yeah it looks cool i uh i definitely want to see more of it and this was another one because we we see a couple of snippets of the actual gameplay and mm-hmm. like the visual fidelity of it looks pretty high i'm i imagine that it is not the switch version that they're showcasing in the trailer um but i mean like it looks like it's you know pretty good looking game and um i'm hopeful that like we're not gonna see a big uh you know, drop in quality for the switch port. Cause, uh, this is coming out Q1 2024. Um, yep. and it's like, it gives me hope because this is like actually console switch exclusive, at least at launch. According to this, we see steam, Epic, humble Gog and stuff like this. And then switch switch is the only console logo we see. So, yeah. uh, actually that's a good point. I wonder with all of these other different platforms, I do wonder why, a game that obviously could very easily run on the other consoles. Why that hasn't been announced for those yet, but regardless, I'm still excited for it. It's still coming to our neck of the woods. So yeah, 1000 X resist coming Q1 2024. Let us know if you're excited about it. 
It looks neat. I'm into it. I was really excited about this one, this next one that we have here in our notes. Yeah. Uh, let me find it here. This, um, this, uh, sorry, we're closed. Yes. So this one looks super, super interesting. Uh, very colorful, I think, for a, a horror game. But as as actually was the case with quite a few games in this showcase, obviously trying to do a throwback to the the PlayStation, Nintendo 64 era of survival horror, uh, very reminiscent of like classic Resident Evil, of classic Silent Hill, the, you know... The, uh, the the static camera angles, the tank yeah. controls, it's very much giving me those types of vibes. And kind of as you can see, if you're watching the video version of this, one of the interesting gimmicks behind this game is the main character has this third eye that they can use to open up a small area around them to actually phase in and out of this demon world in a very small radius they are presumably going to use that to solve puzzles and to uh, get past other obstacles throughout the game but it also has a fairly interesting combat mechanic as well right seth well yeah you can like it looks like you can kind of go into like first person here yeah and like get into a first person perspective there's like shooting there's melee combat it's like pretty interesting i don't know how many like i don't think i've seen too many games like this that allow for that i mean in resident evil games you can um, a lot of times, but man, it's pretty cool. Yeah, specifically when it comes to her power, though, there's this risk-reward mechanic within the game where uh, the the radius that can open up around her when she uses mm -hmm. her power is relatively small, but and perfect. It's actually getting to that part of the trailer right yeah. now. When you open up, if you allow the enemies to get close enough to you that they enter into that radius, their weak points will be revealed. Yep. So you can hit their weak points and, you know, conserve ammo. Of course, that means allowing enemies to get much closer to you. Uh, so again, risk reward. But I, I do really like it. It's got a little bit of kind of like Persona-esque, like retro style Persona-esque style to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm super into this. I'm really excited for this one. Very happy it got confirmed for the Nintendo Switch. This was my game of show. Honestly, like I'll I'll just reveal my hand right now. This was my game of show. I think this looks great. Yeah. Um yeah, I went on their their Twitter um and like they they are planning on this for PC and Switch. Uh right now is the is the plan. And yeah, I mean like I I love this kind of like you know, I think that games like Signalis kind of broke the door open to bring this sort of genre back and we're getting stuff. We're starting to see more and more of these kind of like old school Resident Evil, Silent Hill kind of vibes. But like just the color and the yeah. vibrancy, it's like Suda51 does Resident Evil and I'm like here for it. And it's um, so weird because like the environments and the enemies, they're the typical reds and browns and grays that you yeah. see from the front that you see from the genre, but the character herself and around her, when you open up this radius, all of a sudden it becomes like neon blue and pink and green. And it's this really weird clashing of high bright colors. I and love it. again, the, yeah, I really, really dig this. Sorry, we're closed was uh, an early reveal and they didn't reveal, they didn't specifically say the Nintendo switch was one of the planned consoles in the right. presentation but I was watching this. I was like, please 
please yeah. come to the Nintendo Switch. It looks so, so good. So I'm very happy to find out that that is uh, indeed a planned platform for this game. Sorry we're closed. If you're a horror fan, put it on your radar. Bring it on. Uh, I wanted, so this is this is a funny one. World yeah. of Horror, uh, <laughs> they, they showed off next, which technically, this this game has been in development for forever, right? Yeah. And so if you're watching the video version, we gave you the warning before, but you're going to see some disturbing stuff in this trailer. Yes. Um, this is a very Junji Ito sort of inspired, uh, kind of like gory, um, disturbing, you know, kind of horror, um, very much in, the, in that sort of vein. So um, definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, and it is been in development. I played this game at PAX in like 2015. Oh, no kidding. A long time ago, like nearly a decade ago, I played this thing. Um, and it's finally coming out. It's been early access on steam for like many years. And here we are finally getting like the 1.0 release came out today. Um, on Steam was supposed to also drop on Switch, uh, is on Switch in other regions like Japan, but oh, we're going to have to wait a few more days. Yeah, right. It's like, nope. Um, it's coming, I believe, on uh, it's either 24th or the 26th here in America. So yeah. next week. It's it's coming out on on Switch in America. So yeah, despite the, the trailer, fact that the says, trailer says available. Yeah, now. the trailer says available now on the Nintendo Switch. But as of this recording, it isn't quite yet. I will say I wasn't too familiar with it before this trailer, but now I'm I'm absolutely about to pre-order my physical at Fan Gamer. This looks really good. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's a neat. You know, it's uh, it's funny because like the the trailer doesn't show too much of what the actual gameplay is like. Um, yeah. It's like a, it's like an interesting sort of like adventure game, um, that is basically showing you a bunch of different vignettes, uh, in these kind of, yeah, weird Japanese Jinji Ito kind of horror situations. It's, uh, yeah. it's really cool. So excited for that team. Cause they, they've been working hard on this game for, like I said, a long time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited for it. Um, when it comes to a presentation like this that has so many games that goes over the course of two hours, uh, especially when it all takes place within the same genre, after it's all said and done, it can be hard for individual games to stand out. But the disturbing nature of the trailer and, of course, that really interesting pixel monochromatic look, World of Horror absolutely stayed with me long after this presentation was done. Really interested in it. Yeah, man. Well, uh, let's look at this game here. It, it, we've known about this game for a little bit, but we got a, a new level reveal. And this game is coming to Switch. This game, Gory yes. Cuddly Carnage. <laughs> this looks uh, so nuts. It looks absolutely bonkers. Like some weird biomutant slash on-rails shooter meets a some kind of psycho circus. Uh, it's like just... Oh my lord! Just look at everything that's going on. I can't. Um, I, I can barely describe the actual game. You have this little cat running around, skating around on what almost looks like its own personal Sunset Overdrive power line, mm. um, and slashing at stuff with what looks to be some type of ethereal energy blade, almost maybe even like a chainsaw or something. And it's just, also its skateboard, though. 
Like yeah. that's the thing. It's like it's like on a weird like energy skateboard thing. It's like a cyberpunk future horror thing where you play as a like you know uh, cat killing just, things. Just look at the cat. That cat is yeah. absolutely the love child of Marty McFly from Back to the Future Two and Blinks. I knew you were gonna go. I knew you were going Blinks. I knew you were going Blinks. Yeah. Tell so me we, I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's true. And, and I mean, like, it's just, you know, like looking at this and we, we've got some uh, we've got some excitement here. Bowser in the chat says, I'm so ready for gory. Yeah. Um, so and then Lockleth is in here saying she had no idea there even was an indie showcase hour and a, hour and a half showcase. Oh, boy, I might skip around. Yeah, it's long. I mean, yeah. it is longer than Sin Man, but uh, that's why we're highlighting some of the the really cool ones here. Uh, gory, definitely worth checking out. This is another one. I'm like, I'm going to be curious to see how this is running on Switch. There's a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, I so. didn't expect to see a Switch logo at the end of this one. I'm not going to lie. Gory spelled G-O-R-I yeah. uh, if you want to look it up. But uh, yeah, I, I really like a lot of the, the enemy designs as well. They're very reminiscent of you know, something like Nightmare Before Christmas, something like they almost look claymation. They look very tactile to me. So I really like what's going on here. Another horror game that is kind of going ham on the color palette, and I'm here for it. Looks cool, man. Uh, I'm really excited about this next one. And this is another one that had to be independently confirmed uh, for Switch. This Uh, is my game of show, personally. Okay. I can yeah. yeah, I can totally see that. It's it's really cool. This game, Samurai Unicorn. <laughs> yes. Doesn't exactly <laughs> scream horror, but man, does this just look crisp. Obviously, like many of the games shown off in this showcase, really going for that retro Resident Evil, retro Silent Hill vibe, but just the crisp nature of these low poly looks looks is just chef's kiss looks fantastic and the this obvious 60 frame per second uh performance of the game you can just see every limp and every lunge and every reel back of these enemies just looks so good oh man i mean i really dig the whatever the world these things are these like how would you even describe these enemies seth like these tv headed Weird, yeah. almost look like possessed newspaper, <laughs> but they look rad. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how I would describe it. But the game itself is yeah. like if, like if de- I mean, it's it's Dead Space. Like I, and it is by the way, high time that somebody stole Dead Space's like shoot off the limbs mechanic. Oh, um, that's, I mean, that's exactly what this is, and it has been too long. I can't believe it's taken us this long for somebody to steal this concept. Bring it on. And it's got, yeah, the visuals are, like, very PS1. It's like Dead Space meets, like, Metal Gear Solid or yeah. something. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. Can't wait. The, the cinematic over-the-shoulder look mixed with the really crisp, low-poly aesthetic. Just, oh, man, it's that game is really doing it for me. Cannot wait to see that one come to the Nintendo Switch. Oh yeah, man! So cool. Yeah, that's a good. That's a that's one to definitely highlight. We had a uh, kind of a block of like Night Dive Studios. Yeah. Uh, like st- kind of like kind of retro, you know, geared stuff. And this game, Haunted House from Atari. Yep. Uh, which I think like either just came out or is coming out or coming out for Halloween or something. It's like soon, right? 
Yeah, I believe it's out now. And yeah. they had, I think, a version of this on the Atari 50th collection. There was some type of like Haunted House recharged or Haunted House remixed. It was one of their little, uh, you know, new editions of the game added to the collection. But this one looks like a completely brand new take on uh, on the formula. Obviously, if you're watching the, the video here, it is... Uh, yeah, it is available much, now. There you go. Yeah, much more kid-friendly kind of horror going on here. There were a couple more kid-friendly offerings uh, here at the Horror Indie Showcase, and that one certainly looks like it would be good for all ages. Very, like, almost uh, like that Monster House movie from, right. what was it, DreamWorks a while back? Kind of reminds me a little bit of that. Yeah. It's rated E, you know, should be like a nice yeah. family friendly, you know, sort sort of thing to play for uh, for Halloween. It's cool that it's, you know, already available. And uh yeah, this looks neat. Definitely uh definitely interested. I mean, you know, how many times do you get new Atari games in 2023? That's true. You know. Yeah. We don't have it in our notes, but there was also the single scariest game here was uh, an update to a little to the left, clearly. The worst Oh, I did game. see that ever made. Yeah. I don't know if I can I don't know if I can find it. The thing no, is No, don't even worry is, about it. Yeah, here's here's the thing you guys. People who like put together these showcases, time stamp your videos, please. Please, please, please. I had to get no. poor Eric to uh to time stamp some of the year I found it. Um Oh wow, nice. This is uh this is a little to the <laughs> left is putting out this um this like trick or tidy event. Uh, that is going on, um, I think, from the 27th till Halloween, if I'm not mistaken. It's like five puzzles releasing every day. And they've done this a few times. Yeah, our friend Lockless here in the chat, and she, I know, is a big fan of A Little to the Left. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is cute. Like, it's it's always cute when they can do these little, like, you know, Halloween-themed events and stuff. This is cute. Yeah, October yeah. 27th through October 31st. So, trick or tidy. <laughs> I mean, cool. If you like a little to the left, cool. But this for me was very much the kind of, you can curate this a little bit, guys. You don't have to accept everything because a little to the left showing up in this showcase around stuff like World of Horror and Samurai Unicorn felt it did feel weird. Felt yeah. completely out of place to me. Still cool that they're doing it and glad for them that they got the marketing exposure for this. But this was like, I was, I was honestly more freaked out that I saw this game here at the showcase than I did from some of the content from the other trailers. But regardless, yeah. if you're a little to the left fan, new Halloween yeah. stuff. Good, it's it's good, wholesome, a wholesome spoopy true. content. Yeah. Wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, quick let's little take break a, into the wholesome spoopy content. Cause we're about to go right back into the blood and gore. Oh, oh yeah. We're, we're taking a hard right here. And this is actually, <laughs> this is what I've been excited about for a while. I've talked about this mm -hmm. on the show before I played this, like a year, year and a half ago, maybe during Steam Next Fest, but it finally got a new trailer and a release date. Uh, Slave Zero X. Yep. Uh, this game's awesome. Like I, yeah. I loved the the demo that I played. Uh, really cool, man. Yeah, m kind of reminds me of almost like a a two D Ninja Gaiden remake. You remember the Ninja Gaiden remake on the original Xbox and that trilogy? Yeah. In terms of the combat and just everything going on. It's basically if they took that version of the game and turned it 2D, you could also compare it to maybe like a 2D Devil May Cry or maybe even that Blood Rain, that 2D Blood Rain game that came out back on the Xbox 360 and was re-released on the Nintendo Switch. 
but really visceral, really what seems to be intuitive and nuanced 2D combat with, again, just a ton of blood, gore, viscera, and a bunch of other just slimy goodness running around the screen. Yeah, your, like, exosuit that the character has there, you can kind of see it in the HUD. Like, it's it's actually powered by, like, the blood and guts of your enemies, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's like, a big part of the gameplay loop. Your your main character moves actually quite heavy, but uh, but the attack is is fast. So, um, you know, you feel very powerful uh, in, in the game. And, uh, it's, it's cool, man. It's got a nice difficulty to it too. It's got an old school kind of design sensibility. Uh, the demo that I played allowed me to fight a boss and like, it took me like, you know, like four or five tries to take down the boss. So yeah, this was really cool. And it got, finally has a date, February 21st. So perfect for your Valentine, your post Valentine's day. Exactly. So if somebody <laughs> rips your heart out, come Valentine's day, you can just, you know, get a nice little catharsis by ripping a bunch of other people's hearts out. Yeah, this this is really cool. This is one to definitely keep on the radar. Yeah. Um I was happy to see this get a date because like I wasn't sure that it was going to be coming out anytime soon. This kind of felt like one of those projects that was just going to like labor in obscurity for a long time, but it's it's coming soon. I can't wait. Yeah. And uh we got one more game to show, at least one more game to shut out, but uh uh the kids may have to leave the room momentarily because this one this one is a little lewd. Uh, my lovely Empress coming to yeah. the Nintendo Switch. And in terms of like horror games, so many of the games were trying to emulate kind of classic retro style horror. But this is gameplay wise, at least very unique within this showcase. Still going for a very somber, demonic and even horror esque tone. But this uh, it's kind of like a sim, like a card based sim, it, uh, it appears. Yeah, it looks kind of weird and interesting and it has like a I like the the way the trailer starts it doesn't really like reveal exactly what's going on but it's like yeah, like a sim you've got like sort of city building elements it looks like or at least some kind of life sim elements in like a 2D plane. But mm-hmm. then they incorporate like these characters I don't even know like what is going on. I don't know if this <laughs> is supposed to be the titular lovely empress or whatever. We got a Zhangxi sort of character here. Yep. Um, you know, like they're incorporating a lot of different stuff and also like visual novel kind of ish elements to yeah. it as well. So I don't know. It looks weird, man. What I'm getting from it, I, I may be wrong, but my understanding of the gameplay is that you summon <laughs> these demons to help you, like their abilities help the, help the kingdom in some way. Sure. Uh, you know, maybe they're, they are able to bring rain for crops or maybe they're just insane and can help cut down crime by killing all the murderers or whatever. But it looks to be each one also has a really weird drawback that you have to account for as well. So like maybe it'll bring rain, but maybe random fires will start to uh, spring up and you know, kill all the, the townspeople. So at least that's my understanding of what the trailers showed. So, mm. but regardless, it is coming to the Nintendo switch as well as steam PlayStation five and Xbox. So a lot of people are going to find out exactly what's going on with this game next year. All we know is that it's coming in 2024, but we do know that it is getting a wide release. Nice. Cool. Was there anything else that we wanted to, uh, to hit here? 
There's a couple, man, that I really just hope come to the Nintendo Switch. That game, Post Trauma, looked yeah. really cool. There was a couple other games, but I don't want to dwell too much on games that aren't coming like to the Nintendo not. Switch yet. Yeah. yeah, might not. But like games like Post Trauma really made a strong impression. So a couple others from here that I hope wind up getting Switch releases sometime down the line. But again, if you are an indie fan, a horror fan, make sure to check this out on your own. They did at least break up like post, uh, post broadcast. They did break up and individually release and kind of individually tweet out and post the trailers for the game. That's so good. you can kind of, yeah, uh, follow at DreadXP, uh, Dre, uh, at DreadXP Games on x on twitter so they have a lot of the stuff posted so you can go in and and check out the individual trailers but uh that again hour and a half two hour presentation is available if you just want to see everything if you've got steam i believe just all of those games are coming to steam it has a uh, there's actually a steam event page that shows everything if you want to check that out so but yeah i i was really really into this too long but there were a lot of really cool games that i came out of this incredibly excited for yeah if we could just i mean like it's a great you know there's some great stuff in here yeah um i i I like that this exists showcasing you know spooky horror games this is awesome um but yeah if we could just curate it just call it down (laughs) 45 minutes an hour and we'll be in a good place and then like yeah a little polish everybody should just copy what wholesome games does the way wholesome games handled their presentation and like making it easy for content. Like they did it perfectly. Just copy what they do straight up. So, well, one of the reasons that post trauma made a strong impression on me was they did bring in a couple of the games creators, including the, uh, the, uh, the uh, composer as well. They came, they brought in the games creator and the composer to talk about it. And that allowed not only for a much more kind of human element to show off the game, but it gave them a couple extra seconds to show footage from the game as well. So that was another one of the reasons. So if you want to do that more, I do really like those dev interviews. I like people talking about the game. I do too. Because it's their passion project. Of course, they're going to be excited about it. Of course, they're going to be passionate about it. That's something that really helps sell games. I know you can't do it for all of them because this presentation would have been five hours, but you know, Maybe try to incorporate that a little bit more, curate the stuff. Maybe we can break it up next year. This was the actual first one of these. And I mean, obviously it was a great idea to take place in October, but you know, maybe we can have a couple next year so we can, you know, not have 50 billion games to try to remember at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, uh, the indie horror showcase um, that was presented by dread XP, MIX, uh, really fun. Great for the spooky season, obviously great to get you in the mood. Um, oh, yeah. this next story we have is kind of crazy and it kind of came out of absolutely nowhere. So analog who, uh, is most well known for the analog pocket, which sort yes. of, uh, analog does a whole range of sort of retro, um, hardware devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, they teased, their next sort of uh, their next sort of piece of hardware that's coming out next year, the Analog 3D. I've got their website up here. It says Analog 3D. The future is here. 64 bits of pleasure. The 
biggest thing here, and this is Analog's big sort of claim to fame, is there these are not emulation devices. Pretty much every other like retro hardware thing is basically just dumping the ROM off of the cart and emulating it on the hardware. Yeah. This is running your original hardware. But somehow I don't know how they're doing it. Black magic. They they have found a way to produce 4K resolution from this thing running your N64 uh, off of original off of like the original hardware. That's crazy. I don't know what yeah. they're doing, but it's crazy. But you saw I guarantee you sold one to Mr. Banjo-Kazooie over there. <laughs> well, the thing is, we don't know any detail. We know it's coming in 2024. Yep. They say a reimagining of the N64, 4K resolution, original display modes, reference quality recreations of specific models, CRTs, and PVMs. That is insane. They have got <laughs> specific model. You can say, I want my like Sony Triniton or whatever, you know, version. That's crazy. That That's is just so cut, next Seth. level. Like, that's just so next level, dude. Um, the first and only aftermarket solution supporting 100% compatibility in every region, USA, EU, and JP. I mean, this is going to be, and they even have a little, like, silhouetted teaser of the controller for the thing. Yeah. Um, this is going to, just like the analog pocket sort of did, the analog pocket is the first and last word in sort of like handheld, handheld Game yeah. Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Cut. Like, th yep. that is it. That is the, the the bar. That It is the thing. And I think they're going to do it with the N64 here. My concern is the price. How much is this thing possibly going to cost? I mean, this All is going to be... This is going to be an expensive device. Yeah. Well, the analog pocket is, what, 400 Something uh, like that? I don't that? think it's that. I think it it's like 249 or 299 or something like that, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I mean, the analog pocket is fantastic. It's nice. I think it's bigger than most people thought it would be. It's got an incredibly crisp LCD screen. It's or beautiful. LED screen. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, Seeing if they have the price here on the website. Yeah, it's but, beautiful. Uh, yeah, but I fully imagine that uh, the, the analog 3Ds are going mm -hmm. to be similarly incredibly well made. Now, of course, this doesn't have its own screen. It's still going to plug into your TV. But I mean, it. I don't know if it's going to be like if your TV can't do 4K. I mean, well, you sorry. Yeah, it's it's probably. Well, I don't think it's going to be exclusively 4K. I think it'll be able no. to upres yeah. up to 4K. Um, but I mean, yeah, you're still going to have your entire. I probably you have know, it in CRT anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you're still going to have like all your same stuff. Your you know four controller ports as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the the ability to do this is is crazy. Um, and one of the big reasons I've always wanted to get an analog pocket is like, they make it really easy to capture footage because you can have this stuff going through an HDMI connection. That's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's a huge reason why I've always wanted to, to grab a, a pocket and I still haven't yet. Um, cause the thing about analogs products is, you know, they're expensive, but they are extraordinarily popular. I mean, yeah. these things sell out instantly and like the back orders for the analog pocket are like still going on. Literally so, years waiting lists yeah. for, for those things. So if you want to try to get one, you may want to, you may want to find out who knows a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, but it's, it's cool, man. I don't know what they're doing. But it is, uh, it is very impressive. Like when I saw that, I was a little bit mind blown. 
Um, so we'll see. You can sign up to be notified on their website if you are interested and may the odds be ever in your favor. Yeah. This is super interesting to me for two big reasons. Number one, considering the company is already having a bit of a time trying to keep up with the demand of the one product, trying to add another product that is more than likely going to be at least as demanded, if not more, I do wonder about the production speed of that. Because like I said, like you said, there's still waiting lists for months and years going on just for the analog pocket. I thought it was, you know, if they had extra resources to maybe put into doing this, I did think it was kind of weird that they're they're trying this new endeavor rather than trying to, you know, get a handle on their first one. Number two is the fact that they've already expanded to console. I've got to imagine what like their ultimate goal is at this point, because uh, like if, if they're already, if they've already shown us like, Hey, we're not going to, to tie ourselves to just this one thing. We don't want to just be a one product company. We want to do this thing as well. Uh, like what is their end game at this point? Are they going to own just every, are they going to want to non-emulate every retro console out there? Do they have plans for basically a classic PlayStation, for a classic Super Nintendo, for a classic insert your favorite console here? I mean, probably. I think I think they want to be the ultimate retro hardware, your one-stop shop. I think they want to, I, I think they want analog to be the only name you think of when it comes to I'm in the market for taking my sort of retro gaming seriously. Yeah. Like they, they're, they're making the ultimate versions of these machines. Cause when it comes to these retro style consoles, there are people already in that field, but frankly, like as somebody who used to sell these products, especially, you know, a company like Hyperkin. Yeah. I, the, the retrons, which, you know, would play, they were exactly what you were talking about. You know, you'd put the cartridge in, do the ROM dump emulation. 50% of them came back to my store Mm -hmm. for being defective. And frankly, they were pretty cheaply made. Right. So I know Hyperkin's never going to sponsor us now, but there is absolutely a, you know, there's absolutely room within this space for somebody who's going to take this production seriously and make quality, long lasting products. So if, if that's their plan, kind of the, the, the sky is the limit for them right now. Yeah. And I think too, I think another thing that they have sort of realized and seen the advantage of with, with analog is like, these are expensive, like premium products. Premium, yeah. This Absolutely. is premium. This is for the the person that takes their retro gaming seriously. And I think that people who are collecting and who are still actively playing retro games on original hardware and who care about this sort of thing are either, yeah, content creators, you know, people who want to take this stuff seriously. Like they've got them. In other words, they've got the money to spend. Like they're willing yeah. to pay a premium price. Like this is not for... 
you know, the mom who wants to come in and get it for her six-year-old. You know, this is for the people like us, the people who are in their 30s and 40s and they're collectors now and they want to play their old games and they want to make content or whatever with their old games at the highest fidelity possible. And um, to that end, I mean, like, yeah, it's unfortunate that, like, they have production issues, but it's just, like, simple supply and demand. Like, there's a huge demand for it and the supply can't keep up. You know, and not only uh, is there a huge demand for it, but there's an increasing demand as the years go on, as there's fewer yeah. and fewer working consoles. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, do your thing, analog. Failing calls out the very brittle, weird plastic on a Retron. So, yeah, that's the I thing, man. Is, I wasn't kidding. You know, Those things were cheaply made. Failing can absolutely vouch for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, really cool. Again, you can sign up to be notified uh, on the website if you would like. Uh, we got a little bit more to talk about here. So, uh, unfortunately, um, I can kind of, I mean, whatever, it's not that big of a deal, but Nick Brawl 2, yep. uh, got a very slight delay. Yep. Um, they posted this, uh, this image here on their Twitter. They say brawlers, our release date will be moving slightly as the team looks to put the finishing touches on Nickelodeon all-star brawl Two. digital versions will now release November 7th. Retail versions will hit shelves December 1st. As a special bonus, Patrick's elastic waistband costume will now be available to all digital purchases made during the first week of launch from November 7th through 14th. There was a follow-up question in the comments. Will Switch physical mm. versions be download only or have the full game on card? Switch physical is code in box at this point in time. Want one. That's so disappointing. I'm still really excited for Nick All-Star Brawl 2. Um, and they've introduced a ton of really cool characters like Azula, uh, that I'm really excited to play as, and there's some leaks going on about potential DLC characters, but yeah, I'm really, really excited about, uh, I'm really, really excited about Nick All-Star Brawl 2, but man, man, well, hopefully once they release all the DLC, cause they did this with it. the first game. Once they, once they release all the DLC, cause they did a version of the first game with, you know, like the gold edition or the all content edition. Uh, so hopefully once they do that, we can actually get the whole game on card. But it is really disappointing to see that day and date, the original version of the Nick, uh, the original version of the Nintendo physical uh, copy right. of this game isn't actually going to have a cart within the cart box. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Wah, wah, it, I mean, like you said, yeah, what, what are you going to do? Right. Um, still looking forward to the game. It, it, one thing that does kind of suck is, uh, the game was initially going to come out the same weekend as extra life. So we were all kind of planning on playing a bunch of Nick brawl too at extra life. And now we can't. So yeah, that kind of sucks, but is what it is. You know, delays never, never heard a game. Uh, so November 7th is when you can get it digitally December 1st, uh, physically in, quotes. <laughs> in air quotes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In uh, large air quotes. Yeah, very large. About five sets of air quotes there. Yeah. Uh, but staying with fighting games for just one moment. Uh, last week, Mortal Kombat 1 did get a massive 27 gig patch on the Nintendo okay. Switch version that uh, has, according to WB's blog, Season 1 of Invasion, gameplay balance changes, leaderboard fixes, visual improvements, and general bug fixes. I'm directly quoting them. Uh, performance improvements, stability fixes, and localization fixes. So again, that patch was about 27 gigs big. 
But to be completely honest, I'm a little afraid to even turn the game back on to see what all was fixed. However, if you're still looking forward to the future content of the game, they did confirm a vague roadmap for when we can expect the DLC characters from Combat Pack 1 with Omni-Man and Trimmer becoming available next month in November. And then Quan Chi, Peacemaker, uh, the Quan Chi, Peacemaker, Ermac... Uh, Homelander, and then Takeda following in that succession up through summer of next year with no confirmation about the other cameo fighters. So huge, massive patch came to the Nintendo Switch version of Mortal Kombat 1, and we've got a vague roadmap for uh, the DLC for Combat Pack 1 with Omni-Man and Tremor dropping next month. So if you're still playing the, the Nintendo Switch version of the game, there you go. Let me actually, if you play the Nintendo Switch version of the game, let me know how much the, the the patch improved the performance. Let me know how much the game has actually improved because I still would love to see that version at least reach some level of parity with the Xbox and PlayStation iterations. But for Nintendo Switch owners, that's the news on MK1. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully the first of many, uh, patches. Well, we got a couple, uh, few little stories to hit here. Um, so we got a, the second update, yes. uh, arriving in F zero 99 came out, uh, challenge the mighty King league in grand Prix mode and take on three new courses, including fire field. So that update did hit. They continue. They say this update contains the final new tracks, uh, tracks. Yep. Additional updates will be released in the future. So, uh, it's going to continue to get updates, but it sounds like these are going to be the final new tracks yes. uh, added to the game. Yeah, so that uh, update dropped. As we're recording this, it dropped last night. It is available, the King League and the three final courses. Still cool that they added more content to this game afterwards. Yeah. They said no new tracks were going to be added, but that doesn't exclude, double negative, but that doesn't exclude other types of content like tracks or other, le or I'm sorry, like... Uh, new uh, vehicles or other mm -hmm. leagues or, you know, stuff like that. So even though we may not be getting any more new tracks, we could still be getting more stuff added to this game, including bug fixes and technical issues. But still, I think the number of tracks, given the type of battle royale uh, sentimentality the game has, I think that's more than enough to add a ton of variety to the experience with, you know, eight tracks total added between both of these, previous content updates so like how many tracks did the original version of the game have it was like uh maybe six something like that yeah yeah so doubled more than amount. doubled yeah yeah it was it was a decent amount i think people people are concerned and this is always i think kind of the concern with a lot of these 99 games we've seen almost all of them go away um so I think a lot of people are kind of like, like, dang, are we already sort of hitting the ceiling? They, they say more updates are coming, but like, what does that look like? We've had a pretty steady clip just in the past month the game has been out um, mm -hmm. of these updates coming fairly consistently. So there are some people who are sort of afraid that like they're already kind of saying, hey, this is the final like new tracks. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, I'm hopeful that they'll continue to support this game because uh, it's good and people love yeah. it. So. Well, I mean, uh, with a couple of those games, like Pac-Man 99 is going away because we're getting a new Pac-Man Battle Royale yeah. game. Bomberman, Bom same thing. Exactly. Bomberman, yeah. I was just about to mention. So, like, that is, it's, it's not just that, like, they're going away, poof, right. gone. 
So I I do hope that F099 does stick around because it's really the only, again, air quotes, new uh, series iteration that we have to kind of fall back on. Yes, F0, F0X are available on NSO, but this is such a different take on the franchise. It's really, really fresh and interesting, and it should stick around at the very least until Nintendo wants to give us a proper new F0 game on console. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully this this game, you know, shows people uh, at Nintendo that this is what uh, that this yeah. is what people want. People still care about F Zero. Yeah, well, I'm going to be optimistic for you know if if they ever do announce that the game is going away, I'm going to choose to be optimistic and say that that means that it's going to be included as a feature within the forthcoming new F Zero game. So okay, I'm gonna, I'm mean, gonna I, yeah. I'm going to like know, put, my clown, put my clown makeup on, but, uh, you know. I'm... <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I like the optimism. Well, we have uh, one last fun story before we hit notable releases. Uh, everybody, meet Peanut Butter. Look this at Peanut, is butter. peanut butter. Oh, my God. He's so adorable. Peanut Butter, the Shiba Inu speedrunner, uh, who is going to be the world's first speedrunning dog at AGDQ 2024. Uh, Peanut Butter here will be running Gyromite on the NES um, with some kind of weird like contraption that the that, uh, that Peanut Butter's owner JSR has set up where uh, he's sort of incentivizing him to do basic movements on like a touchpad. Um, and uh, I guess we're going to be speedrunning Gyromite this way at AGDQ. This is going to, I tell you what, you're gonna have peak viewership. Yeah, when that's Peanut what I'm Butter saying. Like this yeah. is this is such a genius idea, such a fantastic idea. I, I guarantee you, this will be far and away the most watched run of the event. This was such a great idea, and especially like what was it, Point Crow's Goldfish, a while back that beat Melania yeah. and Elden Ring. So have we entered this weird era now of 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 animals? doing insane video game challenges is that the future of video game challenge runs and video game speed runs because if it is i'm kind of here for it because how like how could you look at peanut butter and not immediately fall in love i know i'm going to be tuning in this is this is great pr for the event they should honestly look into more stuff like this uh you know i don't want to get necessarily into i I don't want to get into exploitative territory here but like Look at them. Look at them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, GDQ always has like some kind of interesting, fun, unique, you know, sort of like playing uh, Super Scope games with the Super Scope aim behind you and blindfolded, you know, like crazy, you know, yeah. challenge runs and stuff like this. But uh, but this is, I mean, not only is it cute because peanut butter is adorable mm-hmm. uh, and, and we all love peanut butter very much. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, it, it is, you know, as, as long as the, I mean, peanut butter looks happy. As long as the animal's taken yeah. care of and, you know, it's not like some kind of weird thing where like, hey, here's feeding this thing like straight treats for like an hour and a half or whatever. I'm going to be curious to see what his time is. <laughs> like, I want to. How, how quick can this dog <laughs> beat Gyromite on the any? There are probably some people that can't do that. <laughs> That's true. I'm people, by the way. But uh, 
I'm torn between wanting the dog to do incredibly well because that will just kind of further this idea of doing more stuff like it. But at the same time, I also don't want peanut butter to beat the game too quickly because that means more peanut butter on my screen. Yeah, fair. Yeah. So, but Very this was this good. was such a great story that came across our desk this week. I'm so glad we shouted this out. Oh, I love it. Good boy, peanut butter. Good boy. Yeah. Good. Godspeed, peanut butter. Yes. You're gonna you're gonna do great. Um, okay. <laughs> well, let's hit these notable releases. We actually have a really stacked uh, yeah. batch of notable releases this week. Yeah. For some reason, a lot of games decided to come out the same week as Mario Wonder. What were you thinking, people? happens gotta i mean you gotta come out sometime right i yeah that's fair but the first new mario adventure game since mario odyssey but regardless uh yes uh as of this recording mario wonder has not officially dropped in the west yet it is out out mere hours mere hours from now it's already out in japan uh you know our friends over at uh, Tokyo Game Life are already playing it. They're already having a wonderful, good old time. But uh, we are mere hours away from Super Mario Wonder dropping right in our laps. Far and away, the biggest, uh, one of the biggest releases of the year. In terms of Nintendo, really only that and, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, in terms of like peak premium top god tier level releases this is going to be a big one folks and it's going to be what seth and i are going to be doing all weekend frankly i'll be streaming it tonight i will be streaming it tonight uh here and again mere hours when it comes out uh i will be right here at youtube.com slash all in podcast if you're listening to this on the audio feed uh it's probably already happened um, but you can watch the VOD, I guess, on the YouTube channel. Too. Yeah, I'll be I'll be streaming it tonight. I'll probably play for a couple hours, but then in the morning, uh, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern, I will be on Carpool's Twitch stream playing with Sean and Ryan. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash Carpool Gaming Live, and we're doing a subathon over there uh, around Mario Wonder. So yeah, there's gonna be gonna be a lot of Mario Wonder happening for me over the next 24 hours, and I can't wait. It's still. Like, despite the fact that we sit here and it comes out in like four hours from now, it still doesn't feel real. Doesn't feel real, does it? Not yeah, at all. It's weird. Oh, it I can't wait, yet. man. Hasn't, yeah. Like, I, I really get into spooky season, but even I'm like, no, the world stops for Mario Wonder once that comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, there are still games that I want to play, games that have come out this week that I want to play. Sonic Superstars just mm-hmm. came out. I've got it up on uh, my television right now. As a matter of fact, we did a video, the video for Sonic Superstars for the first world, the first area of Sonic Superstars is up on our YouTube channel right now. You can go ahead and check that out after you're done watching us here. So uh, yeah, Sonic Superstars, another highly anticipated, very colorful mascot platformer released just a few days before Mario Wonder, but I don't know. I'm here for it. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, well, I enjoyed the first the the first world of it so far, but I really hope I get the chance to jump back into it because, I like it's it's coming up on the holiday release schedule, so like it's it, we're not slowing down anymore. So. No, we're not. Yeah, we had um. So there, I don't even really like. I forgot this was a thing. I remember seeing this. I think at LRG three. Yeah, Boy and His Bob Retro Collection. Uh, Boy and His came Bob. Out. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, NES and Game Boy version of A Boy and His Blob. They had previously released, uh, Ziggurat Interactive previously released the Nintendo 
the Nintendo Switch version of the Nintendo Wii re-remake. Right. Re-remake. The Nintendo Wii I remake. Love that. Wii remake. Re-remake. <laughs> uh, the Nintendo Switch version of the Nintendo Wii remake. And uh, LRG also was working with uh, the team to produce the actual original versions of the game as well. I think cool. those physicals have already shipped, but now the digital version is finally available as well. If you want to get into some classic boy in your blob before the re-remake. Okay. I love, yeah, we love a good Wii remake. Uh, we have that Hellboy Web of Weird yes. uh, also came out. That looks pretty cool. I'm, yeah, I'm hopeful. Th- it it kind of looks like it has maybe a little bit of Souls influence, like as a uh, sort of 3D brawler kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Very faithful to the to the art and everything, yes. to the Mike Mignola art. Yes, yeah. it looks like it's catching the visual vibe of, of Hellboy very, very well. Uh you know, I never really got into the comics, admittedly, but I did watch both of the movies and I played a lot of Injustice 2 in which Hellboy was a guest character. And I do have a really good, I also saw the two animated movies, but I do have an appreciation for the character and I'm excited Same. to check this out if I ever get the opportunity. It looks to be, again, kind of a 3D over the shoulder cinematic brawler. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, with, with Hellboy and his rock fist. I imagine that'll hopefully make the game kind of interesting. Yeah, looks cool. I know you've been excited about Gargoyles Remastered. I have. Yeah, I have. That's such an important show for me. I was absolutely obsessed with Gargoyles back in the mid-90s. Keith David is still kind of on my list of of celebrities I would still absolutely most want to meet. Uh, That and obviously uh, all these Star Trek The Next Generation alumni who rounded out the cast of that show with Jonathan Frakes playing David Xanatos and uh, Marina Sirtis as uh, uh, Demona. But yeah, that, that show has a very special spot in my heart, so much so that I wasn't I wasn't really able to stop myself from getting like that super super duper expensive collector's version that LRG is producing with like the the 10 inch figure and the steel books and and all that stuff so yeah 10 inches of goliath 10 inches of goliath i'm gonna have to wait a little bit (laughs) on that to ship but if you want to pick up the digital version of the re-remake of this (laughs) disney interactive snes classic that is available now let us know if you are a a gargoyles nut like i was and am frankly Nice. We got a Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed Ecto Edition. This is the like multiplayer Ghostbusters game yeah. that I think was originally a VR title, wasn't it? Well, I know they've got that VR title with the terrible. They've had name. multiple. Yeah, they've had yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah. So, like Ghostbusters, just stick with Ghostbusters Remastered on the Nintendo Switch. That's a fantastic game. Um, actually, uh, that's not fair. I really don't know too much about this game. So if it turns out to be great, tell me I'm a, tell me I'm an idiot. I'll take that. So I, I really can't speak to this game. I really can't speak to the quality of it. So I hope it is good. I do. But if it turns out it's not, then you can always fall back on Ghostbusters Remastered on the Switch, which I can tell you is a very good game. I can vouch for it too. Yeah, it's yes. it's it's a good good version of that game. Um, Hot Wheels Unleashed Two Turbo Charge. I heard the first one of these yeah. 
was shockingly good. I never yeah, played it, but I heard was, it was, yeah. The f- first one was a big surprise for a lot of people. I don't know about this one, but again, like you, the, that game came out and I was kind of surprised by just the, the sheer amount of positive reception the game yeah. was getting. And I dig arcade racers and I would like the opportunity to play this. And if I do, I will make sure to let all of you wonderful people know. If I do get the opportunity to play it, I'm absolutely making a video for it. Nice. But if you guys get the chance to play it, let us know. Is it also surprisingly really good like the first game was? Because, I mean, more racers, more arcade racing games is not a bad thing. Yeah. What I'm hoping to play pretty soon is a mail time. <laughs> gotta nice. go for it. If, you know, if, if the game is called mail time, you gotta go for the blues clues. Um, this game mail time looks so cute. I yeah. love the, the visuals of it. It's all about sort of delivering mail around kind of got like some little gator game vibes a little bit, yeah. you know, you a, play short like a little hike. mushroom dude, right? Yeah. A little mushroom person delivering mail. And uh, it looks very, very cute, and I really want to play it. It just, it, it, I think it's been out on PC for a little bit, but uh, it hit Switch uh, like today uh, as we record this. So, yeah. uh, very much want to check that out. Yeah. And I mean, we're coming up on the end of spooky season. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of parties going yes. on in the near future for many of you. And if it is, uh, it turns out that Jackbox just happened to release the 10th iteration of their party pack on the Nintendo Switch. So if you need a Halloween party starter, uh, I have always found the Jackbox series to facilitate that very well. What's your favorite game, Seth? Uh, oh, man. Um, probably Fibbage, but like... Fibbage for me, too. They do have yeah. a couple specific like horror-themed they do. Uh, games within there as well, which, I mean, this one just dropped this week. I would imagine that, what was it, like Murder Trivia Party That's or whatever? That's true. I'm, I'm actually not sure. Maybe I'll pull up a quick trailer. I'm, I actually have no idea what is what is in this one. Like, I this completely snuck up on me. Like, the thing about Jackbox is, like, you can set your watch to them. They always put them out around this time of year. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I like I have not seen a thing about this. But there's so so, like, so much that like so much entertainment that you can get out of them. If you've never played one of the Jackbox games, it's it you don't control it like a typical video game to say that you know to to as a put that out there as a massive understatement. Essentially, what you yeah. do is you connect to this game with your smartphone. You get an app and you connect to the game or you go to the website and you connect to the game through your smartphone and you're able to make decisions and type in answers and kind of do everything you need to do through your smartphone, even though you're playing it on the Nintendo Switch. You will obviously need an online connection to play this game, but it's so, so much fun. It really, really is. Uh, and there's this looks even interesting. Yeah, they, and they even have a functionality to where if you're not one of the proper contestants, people can even still kind of jump in and and impact the game in their own way, even if they may not have been chosen as one of the proper players. So they try to find ways to incorporate as many people as possible, which is really really cool. Yeah, yeah, they um, so they they have. There's, I'm watching. Yeah, I got the trailer up here on the video. Uh, to look at some of these new games. So reply to high stakes text conversations in fixie text 
which has this sort of like, yeah, very monochromatic sort of thing. They've had a couple things, you know, before um, that, that have been like text-based, like monster-seeking monsters, kind of like that. Yeah. Um, explore a futuristic world of time traveling trivia in time jinx. So this reminds Ooh. me in one of the um, recent Jackbox games, they had one that was about like sorting like a timeline of events. And this is kind of what this reminds me of, except it looks like you're going to have to predict what year or at least accurately guess what year these things happen. So on the trailer here, it says travel to the year. The MPAA introduces the PG 13 rating. And Weirdly so you enough, have to, I think that was red Dawn. The original red Dawn was the first PG 13 rated movie. I think. Was it not a uh, temple of doom? I thought it was temple of doom. Was it? No, it's one of those. Um, but yeah, it's it like, it was Temple of Doom or what it was like either that, or maybe it was like Gremlins two or it's like something weird like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we, you, you, you know, jump to the year that you think it is and you know, the closest person gets points and yeah. you know, so that, that seems fun. Test your intuition in the hidden identity guessing game, Hypnotorious. They've always got some kind of hidden identity game, yep. you know, in, uh, in these things. So that seems like they'll, <laughs> they'll be, uh, retaining that. Use your phone as an instrument to make music in Dodo Ray Me. Uh, <laughs> this seems cool. This, this one is, is like this. This seems up my alley. This looks uh, unique and new. And then they always throw in a sequel to a classic uh, Jackbox game. Um, So Fibbage is up to like four or five now. But we're finally getting a sequel to TKO. I didn't even know this. TKO is one of my favorite Jackbox games. So the fact that this has got TKO 2 in it um, already, I'm like sold. So... The coolest thing about TKO is after you design like one of those stupid shirts, you can buy it. <laughs> like they'll they'll Just they like, have what? like their yeah the, they have their website set up to where you can buy the shirts that you make. Like they'll print it out and send. That's it That's dope. That's yeah. dope. I hope that I hope that feature comes back for this new version of the game. I hope so too. But yeah, so anyway, I, I hadn't actually, I'm glad we did that because I hadn't actually looked at what games were in it. I can't wait. That, that's like a go-to party game series. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if you're going to be hosting a uh, a Halloween party in this coming yeah. week, I mean, yeah, there you go, folks. But uh, for these last two games, I'm going to shove it over to my amazing co-host because he actually made videos on both of these last two games. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit them real quick. Yeah, we're going to talk about them much more on the podcast uh, tomorrow because I've been playing a bunch of both of them. And, um, or sorry, not tomorrow. It's Saturday. I'm, it throws me <laughs> off because we normally do these on Friday. Um, yeah, so two, weirdly enough, two garden-based games that I played and made videos for here on the YouTube channel that both release on Friday the 20th. Uh, first one's Garden Buddies, which is like a... It's a garden sim, kind of think of like a Viva Pinata style thing. Um, kind of throws in some mini games, you know, during the days as well that kind of, you know, feel like Pokemon Stadium uh, mini games a little bit. But the big thing with Garden Buddies is it's got this, like, first of all, very cute and wholesome apple named Mutsy at the middle of it all. Uh, and Mutsy is just adorable and precious and just one of the all time cute video game characters. <laughs> um, and. The the game also has got a huge focus on mental health and positivity and self-care and even like meditation, uh, which is really cool and important messaging. And uh, I think y'all should all play it uh, again. There's a video on the YouTube channel. Check it out. 
Um, we also got a Garden Guardian um, that, that came our way as well from our friend Fred Wood, who is publishing this game. Uh, it is like a new, like it's like a modern age game and watch game, basically. Yeah. Where you play as uh, this like kind of satyr character named Snippy, and you basically have to manage uh, defeating these bugs who are threatening your garden, and going back and forth between lanes, and depositing the seeds that they drop, and growing fruit, and getting more points. It's a simplistic kind of yeah game and watch. You're thinking Tiger Electronics, that sort of thing, and uh, really good, really good. Yeah. I'm I'm loving it. I'm having a great time with it. Yeah, so we've got a bunch of new videos up on the YouTube channel. We got one for Sonic Superstars. We got one for both, you know, both of those garden games. So go ahead and check those out and let us know what you guys are up to this weekend. Although we we're pretty sure we know what you're up yeah. to this weekend. But I mean, if you're not, I mean, fair play, play what you love, man. And if you guys are playing anything, let us know. Reach out to us on Facebook, on Twitter at All In Podcast. It's still weird to think of it as calling it X. So I don't like, to do. but yeah, reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at All In Podcast. Make sure to follow our amazing Discord community. We would love to talk with you about anything we've got a ton of amazing channels in there for you to jump into we've got a music channel we got a spoiler channel we've got indie channel specifically we've got all kinds of stuff going on all the time in our discord you should really become a member we would love to have you over there and in addition to all of that for all of you here joining us tonight on youtube if you haven't already please do like subscribe click that bell to receive all the notifications from all in media you don't want to miss a single video which we're constantly producing we produce a ton of content each and every week in addition to these weekly nintendo news roundups uh, so much content, in fact, Seth, that we even find time to produce exclusive stuff for those legendary patrons we shouted out. We sure do. Patreon.com slash all in podcast. Three tiers of support over there. Join up for free for seven days to the golden banana tier, just like Patrice did. Thank you again, Patrice, for doing that. And uh, and throw a few bones our way for our hard work. You can also pick up some merch at bit.ly slash all in merch, another great way to support the show. And if you don't have any bones throw away, that's okay too. Your likes, your comments, your subscribes, and of course your reviews on the audio feeds if you listen to this as a podcast uh, really, really helps as well. And that's totally for free and very, very appreciated. So thank you so much. Yes, very appreciated. Anything that we can do, any way we can put our thumb on the scale of that internet algorithm to get us, you know, into the minds and hearts of as many Nintendo lovers out there. Thank you all so much for all of you who have helped us do that over these past several years. To all of you legendary patrons, to everybody who has picked up a piece of our merch at bit.ly slash all in merch. To everybody who has dropped words in any whatever podcasting service you listen to us to, and to everybody who has even just shared our content around this vast and amazing internet of ours. To all of you, we would like to give a heartfelt namaste. Namaste, everybody. That's the weekend news. We appreciate y'all for coming out. We had Phelan here. We had Lockleth, Bowser, Super Nintendo. Even Sean Capri poked his head in here for a little bit. 
that old Sean Capri was in here. I'll be hanging out with him tomorrow, twitch.tv slash live, playing Mario Wonder. But even sooner than that, I'll be right here on this very YouTube channel uh, in mere hours playing Super Mario Wonder. So that's come hang out. That's not a threat. That's a promise. That's, that's a promise. I will be doing that. Uh, and then, of course, on Saturday, we have got our podcast dropping. Uh, we do a weekly Nintendo variety podcast called All In a Nintendo Podcast. And links to everything that we're talking about are in the video slash episode description. Uh, on the podcast on Saturday, we have got an indie showcase on Observer, which was a huge surprise uh, for us for a spooky indie showcase. Uh, a top five, counting down our top five favorite Nintendo vampires. So that's a fun one. And then we had our friend Jules watch him back to the show from Atui to talk about the development of Dimension the Ward, which just came out on Switch, as well as some insight on Hatch Tales, which is his long-awaited, kick-started project that finally has a release date. So, nice, uh, great chat with Jules and a great episode that hits your feeds Saturday. So, that's going to do it for us this week. We love and appreciate y'all very much. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend, everybody.